Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer, and welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Monday, August 22nd, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got the latest on how President Joe Biden is interfacing on the Russian invasion in Ukraine six months into the battle. Number two, a look at the Democratic primaries in New York set to take place tomorrow. And number three, what will Jay Powell say later this week? All right, let's get into it. Good to be back with you this morning. We are deep into the August recess. The House and Senate are, of course, out of session. President Joe Biden is at Rehoboth Beach, Delaware until Wednesday. Um, An interesting kind of note in terms of what's happening here uh, when we look at the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Wednesday is going to mark the six-month period with which uh, Russia invaded Ukraine. That is also uh, Ukraine's Independence Day. Biden spoke yesterday with French President Emmanuel Macron, German Chancellor Olaf Scholz, and Prime Minister Boris Johnson about the current situation in Ukraine, according to the White House. Now, this is part of an ongoing uh, set of conversations and comes as there continues to be a crisis at a nuclear power plant in eastern Ukraine the largest in Europe. Russian forces control the area around the plant, but Ukrainian operators are still running it. Russian President Vladimir Putin has accused Ukrainian forces of shelling the area, potentially threatening a quote-unquote large-scale catastrophe, which Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky denies. Ukrainian officials counter that Russia is preparing to cut off power to the facility, putting another huge strain on the war-torn region. Putin reportedly agreed on Friday to allow IAEA inspectors to visit the site following a call from Macron. The quartet, of course, that's Macron, Schultz, Johnson, and Biden, discussed the ongoing negotiations over Iran's nuclear program, the need to strengthen support for partners in the Middle East region, and joint efforts to deter and constrain Iran's destabilizing regional activities. The White House has been seeking to reassure Israel that it hasn't agreed to new concessions with the country and a nuclear deal isn't imminent, Axios reported on Saturday, although Israeli officials remain concerned about this possibility. U.S. and European officials are reviewing Iran's response to a proposed EU framework for a revised nuclear accord. So a lot going on on the foreign uh, sense while the president is in Rehoboth on vacation. Uh, let's move on to the number two story of the morning here, uh, really teeing up tomorrow's primaries. New York is going to have some of the biggest political news this week. It is the state's congressional primary, including several high-profile battles, but of course, none more important than that involving House Judiciary Committee Chair Jerry Nadler and Committee on Oversight and Reform Chair Carolyn Maloney in the 12th District. This is truly, I mean, I think in all of my time covering Congress, an unprecedented battle of two committee chairs. Uh, There's another attorney thrown in as a potential spoiler. Um, And this all comes about as a state judge approved a new map in May. New York is losing a seat due to redistricting following the 2020 census, forcing veteran lawmakers like Nadler and Maloney to figure out where to run. So what's interesting over the over the weekend, the latest poll shows Nadler with a sizable lead, and he's got the New York Times' endorsement as well. Um, plus, 
Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer is backing him. Uh, Maloney, meanwhile, is being supported by several women's groups and pro-abortion rights groups. Uh, The two have remained largely civil during the contest, although the tone has certainly gotten more combative as the August 23rd date draws closer. Nadler has criticized Maloney for voting for the Iraq War and the Patriot Act, while Maloney argued she works harder than Nadler and has gotten more done for New York City. Uh, Maloney has also chafed at Nadler's focus on saying he's the only Jewish member left in New York's House delegation. Another key primary is in the 10th district, where former impeachment counsel Dan Goldman is leading a field that also includes Representative Mondaire Jones, uh, as well as a couple other assembly members and a New York City council member. Uh, Goldman, as you probably remember, is an heir to the Levi Strauss and Company fortune, has put $4 million of his own money into that race, far outspending his rivals. He's also gotten the endorsement from the New York Times. Uh, This kind of putting all of that money in there has uh, gotten his opponents to band together, accusing him of trying to buy that seat. Uh, And then in the 17th district, Representative Sean Patrick Maloney, chair of the DCCC, is facing off uh, against New York State Senator Alessandra Biagi. SMP, as we often call him, is backed by Speaker Nancy Pelosi, while Biagi is backed by Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and progressive groups. Uh, This is going to be very interesting to watch uh, just across the board to see who wins and what is, you know, could be potentially a very low turnout race, considering the fact that a lot of uh, New Yorkers and, and others are still on vacation out for the August break. Let's move on to the number three story of the morning. A look at the Bureau of Economic Analysis is going to be releasing the revised GDP for the second quarter on Thursday. The advance estimate released last month showed the GDP contracting by 0.9%, the second straight quarter of negative growth. This, of course, is setting off a huge political debate over whether the U.S. is in a recession or not. Republicans said it was by the classic definition, two straight quarters of negative growth. Democrats in the White House, meanwhile, pointed to a number of mitigating factors, including record low unemployment and continued strong jobs growth, um, saying that that the which aren't indicative of a recession. Thursday's release will have more complete data for everyone to fight over. Uh, and of course, on Friday morning. Federal Reserve Chair Jay Powell is going to be delivering his economic outlook at the Kansas City Fed's annual conference in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Powell's speech will be parsed intensely for signs of how aggressively the central bank plans to continue raising interest rates as policymakers battle the worst inflation rates in 40 years. Uh, Powell will be speaking at 10 a.m. A couple of notes on uh, the Punchbowl News front. We will be coming out a little bit later this week uh, as we enjoy a bit of the August recess. So you can expect this podcast to come out sometime between you know 7 and 8 a.m. all week. A reminder, we are not publishing midday and p.m. this week. And next week, Punchbowl News has its annual August recess, which means we won't be publishing or doing the Daily Punch at all. So looking forward to a little break on that front. We also have some news here. Um, after the break in August, we're excited to announce our first two September events. We're going, you can join us September 8th. We're going to be sitting down with Buddy Carter, the representative from Georgia at the Hawk and Dove at 9 a.m. to talk about the impact of five on 5G transportation. And on September 15th, we'll be at the Roost at 9.30 a.m. with 
Kathy McMorris-Rogers. She is the ranking member on the House Committee on Energy and Commerce. We're going to talk to her about her role in the committee and her priorities for 2023. You can sign up for those, uh, as always, at our events hub. And with that, thanks so much for listening. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.